right, guys, I think we're going to start just because I want to leave lots of time for questions because I know that social media, everybody is at a different spot in the life of your social media. So sometimes you might have questions that are very beginning. And sometimes you might have questions that are a little bit farther down. So I want to leave time for that. So we're going to start right away. Um, so my name is Amanda Majors. Um, I will tell you a little bit my background. So I did uh, the social media just kind of start up at one church for six and a half, almost seven years. Uh, after that, I worked in the Kidman department, the youth department, and then at the Ohio Ministry Network in the communications department and did all those different social medias. Um, I currently do the social media for Oasis City Church over in Westerville. Um, and I've done lots and lots of event social media. So anywhere from Time Apart to Teen Girl Conference to Reach Conference uh, to this event. I'm running it right now, so hopefully I get enough posts out <laughs> while I'm doing these. Um, so I have, and I've taught, I've literally taught everything to myself. So I've literally either, I've listened to podcasts, um, I've Googled it, I've just read a ton of blogs. So a lot of that I've taught myself. Actually, when I started doing social media for one church, I was like, I really like this. Let me look into see if somebody would like, maybe I could get a job. And that's like right when, like they were kind of thinking about creating a jobs for that in a lot of companies. It was mostly just internships. And I was like, yeah, uh, I gotta get paid. So <laughs> I'm not doing that. Um, but now I do, I do it on like kind of, I, I actually work at One Church as our connections coordinator, not related to social media at all. Um, but I, my side gig is at Oasis City Church and I run their social media and do some graphic design. So um, that's my background on social media. So I will basically go over some quick stats. I was, when I was getting ready for this session, I was just telling somebody before we started, social media changes literally daily. Uh, the new things are, are big, new things are popular. I remember when I was doing it for one church, we did Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, and Instagram, and I think we even had like Google and LinkedIn and all these different things. And now, if I just can speak for one church, it's just Instagram and Facebook because it's just, there's no need to do all those different things. I mean, Snapchat, Vine is dead. Snapchat is, is there, but not as many businesses are even putting any money into Snapchat. Uh, they're the big places that they're putting money into is Facebook and Instagram, and depending on your business, some other places too. But um, so just some quick stats, and you're barely going to be able to see it. I'm really sorry. <laughs> so just some general uh, social media stats as a whole. My computer is totally in the way. Um, in the United States, 77% of people own at least one social media profile uh, for this for parents of teenagers, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat are the most popular social media platforms among teens. I have a teenager, I have two teenagers. Um, one is too young to have social, I will not let her have social media until she hits 13. <laughs> I'm one of those moms. Uh, but they don't even want to be on Facebook. So youth pastors in the room, you're not putting stuff on Facebook for your students, you're putting it there for your parents. So think that mindset. That's, that's your prime, uh, what's the word, customer on Facebook for the youth pastors in the room. Um, the total number of active mobile social media users is almost 3.04 billion people. That's a lot of people on social media. Um, there are approximately 3.0 billion active users on, on <laughs> worldwide on social media. Uh, another general, just some other general ones. This is a big one that I want to, that I'm going to kind of hit is video versus pictures. 93% of businesses gain a new customer due to a video posted on social media. Um, I know it says businesses there, 
think of yourself as a business. I know that sounds crazy because we are definitely churches, but the businesses are the world and we got to compete with the world. So videos and that has grown in just the last like year or two is it used to picture would be enough. And now it's got to be video so much that sometimes it's just a moving picture. Like it's literally just a moving picture because it's video, your algorithms, algorithms. So Facebook basically says what you get to see, what you don't see videos are going to show up on your people's algorithms more on their feed more just simply because it's just blowing up. Eight out of 10 marketers use visual assets in their social media marketing. If you're just making a post with some words, most people aren't going to see it. We need to have pictures. And when I hit pictures, I'm going to go into like being engaging. They need to be pictures of your people. They need to be pictures inside your church. We need to show people what they're missing out on. Um, so this is where we are engaging, but it's also where we're being intentional and we're planning and making sure it's, it's very on purpose. Some stats specific, oh goodness. <laughs> Instagram is one mil, one billion monthly active users and over 25 million active business accounts on Instagram. Instagram has become one of the biggest social media giants platforms as a whole. Um, and I really think it's because our teenagers are just making that thing blow up and businesses are catching on to it. I'm really sorry, you guys, this is hard to read. So for Facebook as a whole, users spend an average of 35 minutes a day on Facebook. I would imagine it's sometimes even more than that. It just depends on how many active like how many different uh, platforms that you have. So if I have Instagram, I have Snapchat and I have Facebook. That's why that average is only 35 minutes. I know I personally spend more than 35 minutes on Facebook, which is sad. 95.8% of social media marketers believe Facebook produces the best ROI. So return on investment. So churches, I know again, that says, that says it's businesses, but churches, basically, if you boost posts, if you spend money on getting that out there, or if you pay somebody to do your social media, if you pay a photographer to come and take pictures once a month so that you have content to post, you're going to get your best ROI on that. It's a hundred percent worth it. I have, I've seen it over and over and over again. As soon as you're intentional about having a team behind it or putting a little bit of money behind it, it's worth it. Your church is going to grow and have people. You're going to have more people seeing it. It's going to maybe grow. The, the community is going to grow. The active people that are in your church are going to know what's going on versus going to a, like a, a, a website that maybe isn't updated. So huge on that. 100 million hours of video is watched by Facebook users alone each day. Again, video is huge. It's blowing up in two weeks. It might be something different, but I'm pretty sure video is around um, and it's going to be here for a while. 85% uh, of Facebook user video is watched without sound. Just want to hit that really quick. If you have a video team and you're putting videos out there, maybe they're like message moments. We call them at one church. Maybe they're message moments. If you can get a teenager in there to help you, put every single word to that video and put it on the bottom of the screen, you are winning. You are literally winning because most of our Facebook videos are watched without sound. Think about it. If you've never thought about it, when you're going through in, like Instagram, Facebook, and you'll notice how much video you watch without sound because you're in a situation like this where you're still scrolling, but you're watching a video. It's hilarious, but it's, it's so true. Um, Back to Instagram, 400 million users uh, use Instagram stories every day. So stories is another avenue. Uh, somebody, I, I actually went and talked to our social media team at One Church because they um, do it with, just do great at it. And one of the things that he said, and mind you, the gentleman who runs our 
our social media at One Church right now is 19 years old. If that tells you anything, I am 35 and I'm old in the social media business. <laughs> okay, so um, but they know it. Another thing that I would tell you too is when you think of your teenagers, leadership development, right? This whole day is all about leadership training. Like pour into those teenagers. This is their native language. Social media is literally the language that they speak. They're not tech savvy. This is their native language. You speak English, this is our, English is our native language. That is their native language. They literally have grown up on it. It's all they know. It's half the stuff I learn is sometimes from my 14 year old who tells me about TikTok and you can do this and she'll literally tease me because I didn't know how to do this. And I'm like, I'm over here running social media, it's crazy. Um, of all the Instagram users, 50.4% users were female, 49% users are male. This stat is pretty crazy to me because just a couple years ago, it, it was more on the female side than the male side. Um, so everybody's on social media, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, and it continues to grow that way, Instagram specific. Instagram is dominant mostly amongst younger users below the age of 35. Like I said, those teenagers, if you're trying to attract young families, for example, but you never show your kids ministry on social media, how do they know you have a kids ministry? How do they feel like they belong in your church? They probably don't because they don't think you, ha you have anything that can, is good for them on a Sunday morning. I'm speaking from a mom of four, I don't want to drag my two-year-old, praise God, I'm not two-year-old anymore, two-year-old into service with me. So if you don't show me that there's kids ministry at your church, how am I going to know that I belong there? 80% uh, of Instagrammers follow a business on Instagram, and I would say it's pretty pr probably pretty high for nonprofits as well. So if you're not on social media, how are they going to know? So just a couple things that I want to hit pretty hard is plan, be intentional, and be engaging. And with planning, I'm going to show you, which I just realized I did not hit my video. Oh, no, I did. Just kidding. So I'm going to show you what I do on a weekly basis for the small church that I run the social media for. I use a program called Buffer. It's just what I like. There's so many out there. It's Hootsuite. You can even use Facebook Scheduler. And now that Facebook bought Instagram, you can actually schedule to Facebook and Instagram all on Facebook Scheduler. It doesn't have to cost money. It really doesn't. Buffer, the, the version that I use is free. I'm not trying to like spend a ton of money because I don't need a lot of users. And for your church, that might be the, exactly what you need. So I'm going to show you a quick video of what my Friday looks like is I literally plan and schedule out a post every single day. You'll see Monday won't have anything on it because I'll wait for the message. I always make sure there's a message quote on there. But another thing that I just, you just saw up there was baptism Sunday is coming up. That's at the end of the, the month for Oasis, but I'm already posting about it. Um, this is one of our other pastors, one of their other pastors is preaching, so I'm going to make sure to promo that. Um, so plan. Planning does not always mean just scheduling out your posts, though. It also means scheduling out, like, finding content, creating content. Um, I don't attend Oasis City Church, but I make sure to throw out to them, hey, I need this content because this is coming up. I need this content because this is coming up. I have a calendar in front of me. For example, I know that Baptism Sunday is at the end of the month, so I need a baptism picture. I know that they're going to be doing this for Easter. I need those graphics way in advance so that I can make sure that I get an event on Facebook. I can make sure that I talk about it in Instagram. So planning is not just scheduling out posts, but it's, it's my second one, it's being intentional about your planning. It's also, I would tell you too, if your plan is to post in the moment, like, oh, I haven't done a post yet, it's Saturday. 
I'm telling you, that's not going to work, and you're going to get tired really fast. Your brain will be bogged down with, I don't even know what to talk about, which I can tell you right now, you can definitely do a Happy Sunday post, and that will suffice for a couple Sundays, but sooner or later, <laughs> it's going <laughs> to just continue to look the same. So um, plan. It doesn't just necessarily mean plan out your post, but it also means plan out your content. It's, cr it's collecting content. And then being engaging. And what I'm going to talk about with being engaging is just, like I said, video is blowing up on social media. So make sure that you are creating video. This is another native language to our teenagers, to our young adults. Not to mention, you don't have to have all kinds of equipment. Do you see how many cameras are on the back of this phone? Like, <laughs> you don't need to have some nice camera to do it. Yes, as you grow, that's definitely something you invest in. But we can use our phones. We can absolutely start there. It's what, that's what matters. So I, with being an intention plan, being intentional and being engaging, that's where I start to say that that's the way that this is going to be successful. So I'm gonna talk about a few different platforms, Facebook in particular. If I know that, like I said at the very beginning, I know that you're all at different stages of life in your social media. Let's say you have a website you kind of have a Facebook, but you don't really use it, so we'll start there. Facebook can be your website, and Facebook must be updated. Because when somebody goes on, and I, I, hit, the, I hit this stat last year, and I love this stat, but people actually shop your church on social media, on your website, before they even pull into your parking lot. So if you don't actively post, people aren't pulling into your parking lot. So if we take serious our parking lot team, if we take serious our greeters at the front door, if we take serious our graphics for our message series, if we take all that serious but we don't take social media serious, people aren't gonna walk in the door. Also another thing to hit all those stats, we saw how many people are on social media. Those are where the people are. Jesus told us to go where the people are and make sure we talk about God to those people and we share Jesus to those people. And if you've decided that social media is maybe not where you want to spend money, I'm telling you, you're missing out on a ton of people that need Jesus. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That's the coolest part about, let me just tell you a little cool stat about Facebook is with Facebook groups and everything like that. Facebook understands that the nonprofits, profits, the religious community, churches, use Facebook and use Facebook groups a lot. So much that they actually, uh, last year at General Council, brought somebody in from Facebook to talk to people just about Facebook groups because they know we use it, right? It's free. Of course we use it. <laughs> Churches don't have a lot of money. Of course we use it. So they have tweaked so many things on your profile where you can add service times. For example, one of the newer things, maybe it's not super new, but events. You can add reoccurring events. So if you have your, like, partnership classes in there once, the first three Sundays of the month, you can add all of those in one event. So when somebody signs up for one event, you'll get an alert for all of those events. Um, so yes, absolutely. Facebook does all the things, literally all the things. Another thing that I'll hit on real quick, another thing that I'll hit on with Facebook is if you are able to, I totally recommend streaming. And you don't have to, it doesn't have to be perfect. Maybe something to start off with is like, you're like, well, we can't get a great mix for the worship music into the stream. Start with the message. The music doesn't have to be in the stream. I get that it doesn't have, like, the music doesn't have to be there. To be honest with you, sometimes it invites people to say, hey, you're missing out on worship. That's my favorite part of, the, of, of service. So I would want to be there for that. So sometimes it invites people in. 
but it doesn't have to be perfect. Just start somewhere. Again, this is about pushing the message that Jesus wants us to push out to the people, and the people are on social media, so why in the world wouldn't we? Um, just to hit another thing with any social media with being engaging is something, so let's say you're brand new, you just have a Facebook page, you're, po you're posting consistently, so one of the things I will tell you if you're posting consistently, Facebook sees that, it's going to start to up your algorithm, but then you need it to be engaging, right? So people need to actually engage. When I say engage, they either like, they comment, they click on it, stuff like that. That's all, Facebook measures all of that. That's another thing, if you haven't looked into your insights, or um, they have like literally an entire portal on Facebook where you can look when people are looking at your posts, what age group are looking at your posts, men or women, how what percent, at what times, what percent are looking at your posts, if video performs better, which posts perform better, this post didn't perform as well. You can look at all of that on Facebook. And newsflash, that's all free on Facebook. Every little bit of that. One of the ways that I learn is I just click everything. <laughs> click everything. If there's no, if there's no credit card attached to your Facebook, you are pretty much good to go. <laughs> click all the things and see what everything does. You will be amazed by the Facebook insights that, and Instagram, all of that stuff that it can tell you and you can identify who's looking at your page. So to go to back to that, if you're not getting a lot of engagement, maybe you're getting a couple people that have followed you for a long time to like every post and that's all you're getting. I mentioned this a couple years ago and I continue to see it work even in the really big churches is you almost have Facebook insight groups or engaging groups, right? So you create a group, let's say it's a, even a text message or a Facebook group and you literally add people into it and as you post a post about like Easter Sunday, you tell them, hey guys, we just did a post about Easter Sunday. Can I get everybody to react to it? Like it, comment on it. So what that does is Facebook looks at one, it sees, oh, that was a really engaging post. I think people want to see this. Number two, if you engage, if the, those people in that group engage, it tells those friends of those people. So I have like 1,500 friends on Facebook. I'm not, I'm, I know I'm not that popular, but those are all the people that decided to say I'm friends they probably see ads or they probably see stuff say suggested posts that you might like. And one church is gonna come up. I go there, I like stuff from there. Oasis City's gonna come up because I like their stuff, I post it. Um, and so basically Facebook connects that all to say, hey, this person, you liked my post for my church, you're friends with her, we're gonna tell her about your church. Let Facebook do your work for you. Right? All you need to do is create that group. Again, it can be through a text message, it can be through a Facebook group, it could be through any of those different things, but basically what that does is that starts your engagement, right? It tells Facebook that you're important and what you're saying is important. And maybe change out that group every once in a while. So maybe for three months, it's this group of people. You clean out those people and you add a couple new people. So now we can engage other people. The best word of mouth for church as a whole is, is people inviting their friends to church, right? Facebook's basically inviting their friends to church. So if they're not willing to say anything, Facebook's basically doing it for you, which is pretty cool. <laughs> we'll take that, we'll take that. So that's just a start. So if you're very at the very beginning, one of the things I totally recommend is to try to get a post out at least three times a week. Just start there, three times a week. Maybe it's a Sunday post, talking about your service times, which one of the things I do on all my posts is I always have service times in our address at the very bottom of the post. Which I'll hit this video again and I'll show you what I mean by that. 
now if I can pause it in the right spot. So I always put some, some hashtags on there because hashtags are still a thing. They still do work to try to get engagement because people do follow hashtags on Instagram specifically like I'm a plant lady so I follow the plants hashtag and I love that hashtag because I get to see all the fun stuff. <laughs> um, but then I put the church, the address, and then our service times. At, always. So that's another way, like you asked, can you have it on the Facebook page? That's a way where people don't even have to go to your Facebook page. They don't have to look it up on Google. They don't have to do any of that stuff. It's right there. In my Facebook specific posts, I'll put links to things. Instagram doesn't, can't link things to, but you can put it in your bio. So if something's really important like Easter, Easter at Oasis City Church, that link is gonna be in our bio as we launch that event so that anybody can click on that in Instagram. But for Facebook, we put specific links to those. Also, emojis are okay, if you can tell. I like emojis, completely okay. Don't go crazy with them, but they're, they're definitely fun to do. Um, I'm just gonna leave that up, just in case. But, so that's where you wanna start is three times a week at least. Some leadership development is get your teenagers involved, for sure. Um, so again, I don't attend Ohio City, but there's three teenagers who do a great job on their own social media, so they actually send me videos of the service on Sunday mornings and I post the stories that way. Um, which is really cool. And then I have another woman in the church who literally takes really good notes. So she sends me her notes every week and then I have quotes from our pastor, which is awesome. So cool. Those are all volunteers. People enjoy it. They, they care for it. Not to mention it gives them a good understanding of what it means to serve in your church. So those teenagers who feel like, I don't want to be a door greeter and I definitely don't want to be in the toddler room anymore. What am I supposed to do? Tell me how I'm supposed to serve at church. You've just given them a way to serve at church and you've taught them how to serve like Jesus wants us to serve. Like, how cool is that? So engage your teenagers three times a week, engage your teenagers. And then I would say, if you haven't already live streamed, and I'm not saying every church is like ready to, but I would start exploring it. It's just another way for somebody to hear. You don't know who on the other side of the world could hear that message and it could change their life. We've actually had that, this really cool story. I wanted to, I wasn't, I had no intention on sharing it, but I think it's really cool to talk about live feed, right? So one church does their live feed, and we actually recently had somebody message us from, I think, Montana, who said, we watch your service every single week. We love it. We just accepted Jesus into our, into our life. Like, we're so thankful for your live feed. We actually sent them, so we do, like, welcome gifts. We do, like, mugs. We sent them a mug, and we sent them Bibles, just because, Okay, we'll try to help you in a totally different state walk through this journey, this new journey that you're on. So I say all that to say, like, social media is just where the people are, and people want that in their life. So I was talking about Facebook, Instagram. If you have, if you have somebody who's able to have a small team of people who's able to do it, I would totally do Instagram, too. It continues to grow. It continues to grow. Last year, which is funny, I did a session about social media last year, and I told you not to worry about Instagram at first. I would tell you if you can, just post the same thing to Instagram to start off. Because it's important and it's continuing to grow. The other thing I would tell you is that there's all kinds of different places that people are taking in content. So we got our Instagram stories. That's different than IGTV. Does everybody know what IGTV is? Okay, I don't want to make sure. IGTV is basically the stuff after 60 seconds. So if something like, let's say you got a two minute message video, you can run that into IGTV and Facebook. Facebook will totally do those. That's where I would recommend getting the words on those videos if you have a teenager who's willing to do that, willing to do. Um, so then you just have your pictures on your Instagram feed or even your 60-second videos, and then you have your Facebook. 
Those are like four different avenues of taking in content. And you gotta treat them all different. Which sounds crazy, but it could be the same point that you're trying to get across, but it all looks different. And, and Instagram and Facebook, because they're owned by the same place, will make sure that those algorithms are different. So the one person who sees your post with a really great engaging picture might not see your IGTV post, may not see your stories, and may not see your Facebook post, but at least they'll see this one. I say all that to say don't get overwhelmed with that. Don't start with, you don't have to do all that at first, but I do recommend being active on your Facebook, being active on your Instagram. And then the whole intentional part, I know this is really hard to see in these pictures, but you do need good pictures. And again, that doesn't mean that you need to have a DSLR out every single week. But I'll, I will tell you what I always ask for from the photographer. I ask for a message, because I, I want to be able to share a good quote. I ask for engaging um, community pictures. So that means out in the lobby, people hugging, smiling at each other. Maybe, maybe it's even in, inside the service, hugging on each other, praying, stuff like that. Ask for worship. Worshipful pictures are great. The, the other great part about them is regardless of what you're trying to share, that's a great picture for anything. It can talk about Sunday morning. It can talk about what powerful time we had at prayer night. It can talk about a par powerful time we had at Wednesday night. It can talk about all that different stuff. And then kids. I know every church in this, this room has a kid ministry. So I'm not sure why we're not all posting about kids, but we should be posting about kids. <laughs> okay, our young families need Jesus too, and they need to know that they belong. The biggest thing is, is you just have to make sure, and we do this at all of our stations, but it's posted that if you do not want your child's picture on it, on posted, then you have to have a way to do that. And I will tell you that the sticker on the name tag works great. Like a bright red sticker on the name tag that tells your photographer or tells the person who's posting, I can't post that. The other thing is, is I blur out names. So those name tags that you have from Planning Center or whatever, I always blur those out. Because nobody should have those different names. I don't know because I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question. I have no idea. But I imagine, I would say we do, they are, it is posted all over in the kids ministry area that there will be pictures taken. And if you don't want your picture of your child posted to social media, it's too let us know. It is. It's tiny. Also, just to throw it out there, kids' pictures are like one of the most engaging pictures on social media. Because you got grandma who saw that they were tagged and then they're gonna like lose it and just blow it up and tag Aunt, Black, Aunt Gina and this person and this person and those just blow up. The last thing I would say is make sure that you post pictures that show what your church looks like. And what I mean by that is we actually, I've, on multiple occasions, I've been told, I decided to come to this church because when I saw a picture of a group of people, I felt like I belonged in that picture. Like I could be in that picture with them and I could go to that church. So you want to make sure that you have, and I'm going to use the word diversity. When I say diversity, I don't just mean race. I mean age. I mean different walks of life. I mean all the things, gender. So if we've got a bunch of white guys in a picture, that's not gonna work. Let's get some diversity in there. Let's get some ladies in there. Let's get some young men in there. Let's get some older ladies in there. And I say that because we want to make sure that we have a good picture, that everybody belongs at this church. 
everybody belongs here. We want you to find a place. We want you to find a community. If you don't show that on social media, again, they're shopping you, right? They're looking through that and they're saying, yeah, I can, church looks great. The sermons are really good, but it's just a little too young for me. I don't want that to happen. No, we want you here. We want your wisdom. Please, come on, be in the room with us. We want that. So it's, I would say out of all those different pictures and posts and things that we come up with, you've got to make sure that you literally show what your church looks like. And the other random things that I will always say is always pay attention to what's in your picture. If you are a church plant and in the school, the, the seats are up like this and there's the nasty tennis balls on the bottom, don't post that. It's gross. <laughs> like, and I mean that because as a parent, I don't feel like that's clean, right? It's just the things that go through your head. I don't feel like that's a clean place for my kid to be in, so I don't want it to be there. Or if there's empty seats in a row, like you take a great picture of worship, but there's nobody in the front row, it looks like nobody's in the room. I'm not going to church. I'm not going to be the only one walking in that door. Right? Like those are things that go through in people's heads. So you've got to make sure to think through all that stuff, which I know sounds like crazy. But it's so important because people are shopping your church on social media. I, I would almost guess that they won't go to your website, even if you have a great website. They're probably not going to go to your website. They're going to go to your social media. I would say you almost want to spend more time on social media than you do your website. I'm sure the website designers are going to kill me for that, but I mean it. <laughs> so I say all that to say, I want to say one more thing about Instagram. I don't know if you guys noticed when I did this video of all my posts, you noticed there were no graphics in there. Graphics are okay on Facebook. They will not perform nearly as well as a great picture. On Instagram, they pretty much won't perform at all. People won't see them. They're just, you're fighting the thumb swipe, right? You know, everybody does it. So when you're on Instagram, you're literally doing this, and you're just going, and you're fighting against the world, right, as you're doing this. So if you just got a graphic with an Easter egg, they're going to swipe right past that. But if you've got a, a, a picture of a cute kid with some Easter bunny ears and an Easter egg, they might stop for that. Does that make sense? So I'm going to go ahead and open the floor for questions. You guys can kind of hit me all over. If I don't know the answer, I will do my best to find the answer for you, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm self-taught, so I'm not going to know all the answers. But I will try my best. So whoever wants to ask a question first, go ahead. Yeah. So uh, the big thing I would talk, start off with your Facebook events, right? So one of the things that people go to your website for is your service time, your address. That's really easy when you start a Facebook page. They're going to ask you all that information anyway. And then after that, I would use your Facebook events like gold. So every event, even, I know it sounds crazy that Easter is, literally everybody has got Easter on, what is it, April 12th? But you need to put that as a Facebook event. Because you might have something special going on, right? You might have a draw. At one church we call it draw times promo equals numbers. That sounds like super, super businessy. But the truth is, is if there's a draw, plus if you're promoting on social media, more people are going to show up to your church. That's just what it is. It's, it's just an easy, easy equation, bringing math into the situation. But So if you put out a Facebook event with all the draws, let's say you're having an Easter bunny, that's a draw, and then you promo it, which if you didn't know this about Facebook events, you can schedule them out. So if you're like, I know we're going to have Easter, we're going to do this, but I feel like it's a little early to schedule that out because it's January. That's fine. Schedule it out for the end of February. Then it's totally okay. And I know that probably even sounds really, really early, but it's okay to put stuff out that early. I'm sorry? It's, 
it's not dying, it's growing other places. So the teenagers aren't on it, for sure. And I assume as the teenagers get older, yes, it will start to die. But grandma is still gonna be on it, right? I'm 35 and like, you, like I said on there, like 35 and under on Instagram. So sooner or later, I mean, I'll still be on Instagram because I like Instagram, <laughs> I like the pretty pictures far better than I like all the other social politics stuff, I'm not a politic person. So I'll be on it, but still, I, I would say it's, it's just growing different. Does that make sense? It's the teenagers aren't on it, but there is still tons of people on Facebook. Yeah, they'll be on Instagram and they might sooner or later venture over Facebook. I don't know, it might change by next week. <laughs> Go ahead, I'll try to get around to all you guys. Um, so I'll give you one of the things that I've seen work with boosting. I do not know all the things on boosting posts. The things that I've used in the past is create like from your zip code, certain amount of miles away, um, a certain like what's your target age for people that you want to come to the church, stuff like that. Um, and then good times. I would say post it for a couple days, like have the boost over a couple days. One of the things that has worked in the past for me, if it's a super engaging post, I let it get its own like organic growth and then I boost it because now you're going to get more free money because basically Facebook already saw that it's really important to your people and now you put money behind it. So now it's like even going to push it farther. Does that make sense? Does that help? It's what's important to you, right? It's really what's important to you. I know a lot of churches, a lot of businesses will do things on like around big stuff. Like churches will, pr almost everybody's probably going to post Easter, right? It's the Super Bowl for church. So we're all going to post Easter. We're going to boost e Easter. We're going to boost Christmas. But other things that I would boost are other really big nights. Like maybe you have a big like youth lock-in. Maybe, maybe you boost that. And it's okay to boost that on Facebook because you're going to boost that to the parents who want their kids in the youth group. Do you know what I mean? So that's a, does that help you? Does that answer? Go ahead. I, pr I think it's more worth it to boost the post. Um, the reason why is like you've actually spent a lot of time into putting into what you want on that. And if they like it enough, they will you'll get the engagement of a click and then they'll click through and see it. So I would, boost a post. My, that's just me. I'm not saying that's the absolute best answer, but that's what I would do. So I would say we're if you've already started the streaming and you have so many people engaging in it, right now what you need to do is get more people engaged with your page. Okay. So that's where I would maybe get one of those engagement groups started. Find a bunch of people in your church, maybe some teenagers, some young adults, some parents, some uh, older generation. Again, diversity, right? You want all those different people to come to your church. So find a, big, a good group of those, maybe like 25, 30 people, add them to a group and, and tell them, hey, I'm adding you to this group because we want to see our Facebook Live go farther. We want to see those services go farther, so we need your help. So can you engage? Can you comment on the feed? Even if you were at church, can you comment on the feed? Or share it. <laughs> or share it. That's good. So that's, it sounds like what you need is engaging, not necessarily, and uh, again, I, I talked about live feed, but 
I would definitely tell you that it doesn't have to be perfect and every single week it's going to get better. You, you're gonna get better. As long as you continue to honest evaluate it every single week, it's gonna get better. So I would just start with engagement on your page. Go ahead, Scott. That's a great question. It's one of the, my, it literally is, it's one of my favorite questions. So the church as a whole should have a page. Any ministry, besides maybe youth ministry, should have a group. So if you're going to be engaging in very, like, intimate conversation, it needs to be a group. Because the truth is, is anybody can see the page, and you don't want, like, Miss Sally's prayer request for her nephew just blasted to the, everyone, right? You want that to be in a closed group so that you can pray for it. And there, there can be some privacy to it and stuff like that. So I think it, also I would tell you too, other ministries can have it. I say the youth ministry, I have, I have teenagers, so I have passion for youth ministry. Um, I say youth ministry should have it, but the kids ministry can have it too. It's just as long as you're going to put the effort behind it. You can't post once every two months. Like, what's the point of even having it then? I would just close it down at that, in that case. Just because if people go and they, they stumble upon it, then it looks like you haven't put the intentionality into it. Does that make sense? Anybody, I saw, go ahead. The best videos or images, you said? Um, I think the big thing is, is that right now it's, it's being in front of people, right? So if you're posting, I, I, first of all, I don't think you should have a little ant trail on your Instagram stories, like 700 video, like posts on your Instagram stories too much. People are just going to swipe past that. Um, pictures, my personal opinion is, again, you're fighting against the sum, right? So if it's too long and it's not engaging, people are going to swipe past that anyway. So I actually, and I've seen this done at a lot of churches. This is what I've seen done, and I think it looks really good. There's a lot, quite a few churches around here. Um, and other areas that I've seen do it, like picture on top of picture on top of picture. The big thing is it has to be engaging. It just really has to be engaging. So it has to be a really great picture or an engaging video. Even if it's a video with like your pastor inviting people to church at the nine and the 11, and you gotta come here, and we got free donuts and blah, 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 blah. I can guarantee you, I know it sounds crazy, but 15 seconds is too long for that, that video. Like you gotta be so concise and get it out quick. And I would even say, again, we listen to a lot of videos without audio. It needs, like, the information you want to get across needs to be on that story. One of the apps, if I can give you guys a really cool shout-out to an app that I use a lot that I absolutely love, it's called Mojo. It costs $40 for a whole year. It helps you create super engaging stories. It is one of my favorite apps. If you watch any of the stories, well, I just used it today on one post for about this, but during minister's retreat, I used it there. I, I love it. It has so many options. It's 40 bucks for a whole entire year. You can get the free version and only use the free version, but my personal, I want to be able to pick from whatever I want, and 40 bucks is a great investment. It's per year, yeah. Yeah. And it'll, it, will, it will set up to auto, automatically charge. You can pay per month, but it's $8 a month. That doesn't make any sense to me, so I'd rather just <laughs> spend the 40 bucks. But so I would say use that kind of stuff to stay engaging and stuff like that but anything too long people are they're gonna you're you're fighting the thumb really go ahead 
It is only for Instagram. But when you, it's only for Instagram, but if you have Instagram, you can set up your Instagram stories to automatically post to Facebook, which I totally think is worth it. Even if you get a fifth of people that, that watch it, it's worth it. It's, it's just another look into your church and what you have. So I haven't, I haven't explored it a lot more recently, so it could have changed. Facebook and YouTube kind of hate each other. So your algorithms are not going to be super great with it. However, YouTube, and I didn't bring this up, but YouTube is growing like crazy. Okay, so I would say you almost want to do both. I know that's more work, but YouTube is growing like, like, like Instagram was a couple years ago, right? They're growing just as much. I don't know if any of you guys have teenagers or younger kids, like Dude Perfect is like, I just can't believe that they make as much money as they do just with trick shots. And I love watching it too. <laughs> like, it's crazy. But so yeah, I would say both. I, I wouldn't say it's either or, I would really say both because you, uh, YouTube and Facebook don't really like each other. So automatically it's gonna ticker it down on those algorithms. It's crazy. It's, uh, my kids have watched the same Dude Perfect video literally 30 times. My husband's in the back. <laughs> he was just like, it's crazy. Like, it's just, it's bonkers, like how much. It's, it's absolutely bonkers. But uh, that does tell us, though, right? That generation. So, right, I have, a, I have a 9, a 10, a 12, and a 14-year-old. They watch YouTube more than anything else with, with supervision, right? <laughs> but that's important because that's the generation who's now going to be the Instagrammers. Who's to say what it's going to be like? Like I said, it changes like every day. Go ahead. What, what was it? So posts are on your page. Groups you would have for like your women's ministry or your men's ministry. Um, we have a group that we call, um, actually my own church, one church has this group and actually Oasis has it too. It's like the connection directory. So as people get added to serve teams, they're added into the connection directory, and it's how we can get information out like, hey, you've got a free dryer. Does anybody want a dryer? Or, hey, there's an opportunity to serve at Out of Darkness House. Does anybody want to jump in and serve with us? Or stuff like that. So that's the more like personal stuff that you don't necessarily want on your page because that's not for the general public, if you will. It's for the people who attend your church. Does that, did that help with your answer? Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. <coughs> yep. Uh-huh. For girls' ministry specific or for the church as a whole? For the church as a whole, it's like the allocation. Uh huh. And I think some of it should go to the page, but probably not all of it should go to the page. Mm hmm. Intentionally doing it. 
no, so groups are, are private, if you will. Like th some of them are open groups and you can just go into them whenever you want, but they're private in a sense yeah. that you have to seek them out. Um, so you can. Yeah, so you can connect a page to groups. So when somebody starts scrolling through your, your page, it'll see what groups are connected to it. So for example, um, one church's page has the connection directory group associated with it. Um, so that you can actually, and there's actually on the left-hand column, there's like events, pictures, groups. And you click on groups and you can merge those. Now you have to have the same owner of both. So if you're an administrator of the group but you're not an administrator of the page, it won't let you connect them, so you would have to be both. But you hit on something that I just want to hit on really, really quick. One of the things to be intentional, to be engaging, you don't want a lot of hands in the pot on who's posting. I know that sounds crazy because you want, oh yeah, get as much out of there, but you really don't because you want to have the same voice and tone of your posts and you want to have the same look and feel of your pictures and your posts. And this is not a dog on anything Hear me, hear me. You want it to all look the same because you don't want to be able to tell who's posting what. Like if I'm posting something, it can't have a different like voice and tone than if Lisey's posting something. Because then you're like, wait, that sounds weird. It also has to match the voice and tone of your church, right? If, if you use the, the word auditorium versus sanctuary, it's the same place, but if, if everybody knows it is sanctuary and you call it the auditorium, they'll be like, is this a new building? Like, where's that? Right? Like, that's just confusing. <laughs> but, it's, but it's true. You have, to, you have to have the same voice and tone over all of it. And I would, I would recommend that it, to go even further, like, get your values out there. Get, your, get those different things that mean something to your church because that stuff will push into your culture. And it will push into your culture via social media. A hundred percent. Go ahead. I don't know the answer to that, but I, I'm almost positive there is. Only because I've heard our production director at one church talk about how we're going to start live streaming to YouTube. But I don't know what that means. I'm sorry, I don't want to have that answer for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. So um, I always hone how hone in on Facebook and Instagram just because I feel like it's the biggest bang for your buck. Um, if you go too far out of that, you're going to be doing a lot of work. And when you're juggling multiple plates at once, your work tends to not have as much excellence because you got to do so much. So I would stay in the realm of those two. Twitter's not terrible. I hate Twitter. <laughs> but Twitter's not terrible. I know a lot of people that get their news from there. But you, you do react on Twitter a little different. For the youth pastors in the room, I am, this is just from my personal experience as a mom, I think you should get a TikTok. Like you should look into it, see what you can do, because my child spends way too much time on TikTok. Go ahead.
Yeah, so just so you guys know, this is RJ. He goes to one church as well, but he works at Le Rev Local, um, which is a, a, does an amazing job. And I've, the reason that one church is found so quickly on, and I think it has helped the OMN, has helped quite a few different churches and stuff like that. Yeah, totally recommend it. Totally, because that, that stuff, again, when people go to, they, I can tell you this right now, if you're going to have a graphic on, like, a billboard about Easter and you put your website on there, nobody's going to remember your website, but they're going to remember your church name, so they're going to go Google it. I, I figured there was, but yeah, I went off <laughs> direct him to that. <laughs> go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any other questions? Absolutely. And, and I would recommend too, like for example, um, when I was scrolling through here, I make a conscious effort to have at least one post with kiddos in it. If I have the pictures, I have the content, the assets, I will try my best to have one post with teenagers in it. Um, I will try to, I always have at least one message po picture, because again, you're, you're fighting that thumb of just keep it active, engaging, and be intentional, all those different things. And one of the things I didn't even hit this time is like photography, like I said, you can do it on your phone, but that's another place, like I hate to, the teenagers are gonna hate me in your church, but God, engage those teenagers. This is, this is their native language and they want, they genuinely want to serve, but they gotta feel like they belong. Also, it doesn't have to be perfect. Learn, let's learn with them. If they make it, I mean, obviously there's some mistakes that like kinda can't take it back, but the great part about social media is if like something you, you're like, you're like, nope, we don't wanna post that, just delete it. For the most part, you're, you're okay if you catch it quick. One of the things I do, just so you know, that Lacey is one of my best friends, and she follows some, pa like, Oasis City Church. She doesn't go to Oasis City Church. She follows it because sometimes she might tell me that something's spelled wrong. <laughs> right? Like, have those people got your back. Okay? But at the same time, let those teenagers, if you're going to put teenagers, or people who maybe are just like, yeah, I kind of interested. That's how I started social media. Our creative arts pastor said, hey, we're thinking about starting a social media team, and anybody interested? I had four small kids at home. I was like, oh, I can serve that way. Let me, let me try that out. And that's how I fell in love with it. You don't know that you might pull something out of somebody and they just run with it, but it's okay if it's not perfect. As long as it's engaging and it's showing your church and inviting more people into the family of Christ, then that's what matters. That's the heart behind it. That's okay, go ahead. It really depends on what you have. Can you use a phone? Absolutely. It's probably not going to be the best quality. I would probably go closer to like a DSLR, but it's totally okay. It's a good place to start. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> I would say just for your youth group, not for your church. Don't do it for your church. Not worth it. <laughs> Not necessarily. It can be all the things. 
They literally can be all the most random things in the entire world. It's really, in, I say just for youth groups just because it just engages your teenagers. I mean, youth groups could technically post TikToks that their teenagers post. I mean, as long as the language is okay, because some of that language is like, you're like, oh, turn that off. <laughs> but I'm just saying to be engaged, engage with those teenagers. Go ahead. I opened a can of worms. TikTok is, that's why I just said to myself, I was like, I open a can of worms. Engaging, yeah. All the, all the language. I will tell you this though, that can happen on Facebook, that can happen on Instagram. The whole idea is to be the light in that darkness. That's the whole idea to be that. I don't know when this ends. I think it ends soon. I got six minutes. Yeah, I mean, your live stream is that. Um, sometimes it's message moments. I, I totally think you can still do all that stuff and put that all out there. I just think you need to also be engaging. Like, like Jesus is also community. Jesus is also caring for people. Jesus is also letting, making people feel like they have a home and a spot. And, and I think sometimes it can be, but I do think that you do have to think with the unchurched in mind, for sure. So your groups are for the church, right, the church. Right? But your page, I'm not saying it only needs to be for the unchurched. It can be, like, we want to talk about Jesus, okay? We, we are a church. We're different, all that different stuff. But we do need to think about the unchurched in mind, 100%. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, that's a, I mean, just some ones around here. One of the ones I really, really like in Ohio is King's Church. I think they do a great job. This stuff is always super, super pretty. I think they're up in Cleveland. Obviously, the typical or our life church, um, they do, like, they always are talking about Jesus. Let me just talk about, like, life church, huge church. Jesus is almost every single post. It's a, I'm not, I guess what I want to make sure that everybody understands is, like, Jesus can be in your post. It's just about the way that you deliver it. Um, so don't, I, I would stay away from, like, super churchy terms, right? I, the reason why one church uses the word auditorium and not sanctuary, because the unchurched feels like they can't walk into the sanctuary, but they can walk into the auditorium. It's <laughs> that's that's the that's the big thing is is we got to think through the mind of the unchurched. Um, other churches, I can't think of right now different ones, but I find, I follow a bunch of different ones just for uh, Voo Church down in Miami. Elevation. Elevation is pretty good. Voo Church is I would say a little better than I like. V I or V O U S. Uh, Zoe Church on California, very pretty. I, I say pretty because the truth is again you're fighting the thumb. 
so it does help to have the prettier pictures. Get good lighting. You, there are so many photo editing apps on your phone. Bump up that brightness on your, on your stuff. Like it's, I thought my, <laughs> my flashlight was on. Like I would, I, you wanna make sure that you can, can see what's going on in it. And again, it's things through the mindset of, would I wanna stop and look at this picture? Does that help? I might go on my Instagram feed and see who else I follow. <laughs> yeah, those are the different ones um, that I really, really like for inspiration. That's another thing. If you're like having a hard time, you're like some brain block and you're like, I can't come up with a good post. Sometimes I go onto those other churches, I scroll really far down and I'm like, oh, there's a picture of kids. What did they say? Okay, that's some good words. Yeah, that'll help me. <laughs> Sometimes you just need inspiration, right? And to get your mind going. Yeah. What was I follow them. Yeah, I follow them too. It's just, it's about what stops your, and they have like really, really good ideas. The other thing about being intentional engaging, I forgot to mention this, like you think through like clocks are going forward, right? We're gonna all lose an hour of sleep tonight. Think that should have been thought through like two, three weeks ago on how maybe it's a picture of a clock, your watch. Or it's a picture of like, for example, at one church, we're giving out free donuts. Because <laughs> we're like, we have an 8.30 service, so people are gonna have to be there really, really early, so come and get donuts. Stuff like that. 